Welcome to Housebroken, a podcast about surviving, renovating a fixer-upper. Stories of renovation, romance, and regret. A couple of years ago, I was home and, you know, checking to see if we got any mail. And I opened the door because the mail drops between the two doors. And uh, there's this big, like, envelope. And it says, you know, uh, it's hand addressed and it just says occupant and our address. And I'm like, and then, and then written in the corner, it says photos. So I'm like, uh, okay. You know, so I open it and there's like these Xerox copies of our house. I don't know when the photos were taken, but I see there's a barn. I see there's a picket fence. The The porch had been uh, screened in. You know, and I, I'm just like flustered. And I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm like, what are they? You know, it's like like I used to remember when, our, when we didn't have a garage and then our radios would get ripped out of our cars and you'd get in and you'd see all these wires hanging out and you wouldn't, you'd be like for a minute there, you'd be like, what am I looking at here? Well, it was kind of the same thing with these photographs. I'm like, what, who, who's are what, what? You know, there were these pictures, pictures of kids, Christmas time and, and the tree where we always have our tree and it, and you know, and, and the dining room, people sitting around a dining room table, it looked like our dining room or, or pictures of, of kids playing in the, in what, what looked like our yard, you know, and it, it was getting a little creepy actually. Because like, okay, okay, I get it. I know the house is like hundreds of years old. I know other people have lived here. But to see photographic evidence was a little, I don't know, unsettling. And then I I flipped over a page and there it was, the Holy Grail, the picture of the original staircase. Why are why am I getting these now? You know why didn't why didn't this why didn't this envelope come like twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, thirty years ago when we just bought the house and we were you know trying to figure out what things had looked like originally? Oh damn it! If I would have had this picture of the staircase, we would have done things totally different. For one thing, it had fretwork. For one thing, it had a, it had two landings. It had you know it came into the house into the giant room in a little different way. It looked like on the Newell post. It looked like they had like like a, a figurine holding a light aloft, kind of like Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Okay. First, I was shocked. Then I was angry. I was angry, and I was then I got depressed because. I looked at our staircase and it just looked so anemic compared to what had been there. Even our best guess wasn't good enough. You know, there was no note. Uh, there was a return address, just like a initial and a last name and, and really bad penmanship that I couldn't really quite make out the street. I felt like this. I was holding photographic evidence of, you know, mistakes we could have avoided. So I showed him to Mark and he was he was impressed and and he's like, "Well, you know what you got to do now." 
I'm like, no, what? And he says, well, you gotta, you got to contact this person. you got to invite him over. No, that would be weird. And he's like, no, come on, think of this person. They went through all this trouble to put these together, send them. They took a risk. You should take a risk. Ugh, I hate it when he's right. I pride myself on my internet sleuthing skills. I mean, even my father, the retired police officer who did a stint in the detective bureau, calls me up and says, Hey, I want you to see if you can find this guy. He used to go to my high school. He graduated in uh, 1946. Yeah, whatever. And I have had, I got a good track record. But I can't start with Facebook because I don't really know this person's name. I can kind of tell what the address is, so I do that. I go that route. I uh, type in an address, and boom, I get a result. So that's when I look at Facebook, and I can see that, you know, I see this person. Oh, my gosh, she looks like she's fun. You know, so I think, all right, I go old school. I send her a letter telling, thanking her for the photos and how much I appreciated them even though I was still kind of angry. And I told her that if she ever wanted to come and see what we have done to the house, uh, she's more than welcome. And then I left my email address, and then I waited. But you know what? It's like, well, I didn't know how long I should wait. So I, I, after I mailed the letter, I gave it like two days. And then I constantly checked my email every five minutes and nothing. And I thought, oh, damn it. But then I thought, oh, wait, maybe she's an unknown sender and she's in my spam folder. And sure enough, there it was regarding house photos. So... We exchange emails, you know, and da-da-da, and I attach some photographs of the house, what it looks like now, the exterior, and um, she wants to come and see it. Fine. We arrange for a date, and that's when panic sets in because I've got, like, three days to get the house looking like the pages of a magazine. So I spend most of the time scrubbing. First, I scrub behind the radiators. I take out all the glassware from the cabinets. I'm vacuuming. I'm getting down on my hands and knees and uh, cleaning the grout between the tiles. You know, I'm just, I'm taking the, the light fixture globe things off and washing them. I'm washing light bulbs while dusting them. You know, I'm getting a little bit crazy and... Uh, but I, I just, I feel like I, I'm nervous. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm meeting one of Mark's ex-girlfriends, maybe his fiance, or, or the one he said was Miss Indiana, you know, and I got to look pretty hot, even though that's a stretch. And I'm worried that the house is going to reflect badly on me. It's because it's a metaphor for myself. And then I will be a failure. So, you know, Mark's like, Jesus, Mel, chill out. Oh, 
easy for him to say. Okay, so yeah, so the day of the meeting, I'm uh, I'm stressed, but I I think I got it all in control. I I go through the rooms. I'm like, you know, art directing. I'm like, okay, okay, everything looks good. You know, I'm fluffing pillows. I'm making sure things are at ninety degree angles and tucked in, and you know, there's no clutter anywhere. You know, I'm staging my own home. That's what I'm doing. So the doorbell rings and. I kind of look through the glass on the front door, and uh, there's a person on my porch, but she's sort of wandering around, and she's got this faraway look on her face. I open up the door, and I'm like, hi, and she's just sort of staring at me. And then she looks down at the front door, and she's like, oh, yeah, my mom wanted to take that door with us when we moved. And she kind of just walks by, walks in the house like, like she's in a trance. You know, I'm just following her, and I'm like, um, well, you know, we, you know, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to point out things that that we fixed. And she looks at the staircase, and she's like, oh, well, wait a minute, that's that's not the staircase. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's not the staircase because when we bought the house, and I show her a picture of the whole the the hellish dropped ceiling paneling that we moved into, and she's like, oh, you know, I'm trying, and I'm explaining to her how like how crappy it was and how the house smelled like catby, and she goes, uh, oh, you know, my father put in that paneling and those dropped ceilings. Oh, oops. And then she says, well, wasn't the staircase inside the paneling? And I go, no. We thought it would be, but we ripped the paneling off and there was nothing. And then I explained to her, as a matter of fact, the stairs had just been like sawed in, like somebody just had taken a circular saw and sawed all the railings and the newel posts and everything off and just did whatever they did with them, threw them out, I guess. And she's like, no, no, my, my father told me that he just was walling it up. Oh man. And then she gets out the pictures and she's she's pointing to the one of the landings with the fretwork and she's like, We used to we used to have puppet shows on that landing. Oh, you know, uh, now I'm feeling like, oh, not only am I the person that has to break it to her that her father lied to her, but now I'm the destroyer of her fond childhood memories. Nice. So, you know, I we go upstairs, and she's just kind of in shock looking at the shitty staircase we put in. I mean, it's not shitty, but, you know, compared to what was there. So I'm apologizing left and right for things, and she grabs on one of the newel posts, the ones that, uh, the finial on the newel post, the one that's loose, and it comes off, and every time it comes off, we go, oh, Zuzu's pedals, you know, but uh, she doesn't get the joke. So... You know, she she goes upstairs and she's standing by the bathroom and and she goes, oh, there used to be a laundry chute right here. And I go, yeah, funny story about that laundry chute. And I tell her about the wood-burning stove and how we thought it was vented into the chimney, but it turns out it was vented into the laundry chute. And ha, ha, ha. No, she does not think this is funny. And then she goes up to the attic. 
And she's like, oh, I go, yeah, there's a, there was like a room up there. She goes, yeah, I know that used to be my bedroom. And I'm like, how could you have slept up there? A, there's no heat in the winter. B, it's hotter than hell up there. And she goes in the summer and she says, uh, oh, we didn't care. My sister and I thought we were so cool because we had our own floor. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that's one way of looking at it. So then I kind of ask her about stuff. I, I go, I know there was a barn. And she's like, yeah, it burned down in the 70s. I said, oh, well, what, what happened? And she goes, well, and she kind of looks at me. She goes, well, my brother and some of the neighborhood kids were smoking pot. And I guess they dropped a seed exploded. And it went in between the floorboards. And the whole thing caught on fire. And it burned down. And I'm like, oh, OK. And then I and then she says to me about the house next door right to our north. She goes, "Oh, is that uh is that witchy lady still living there?" Oh, and I know just who she's talking about because when we moved in, well, before we moved in, we were walking around the yard and kind of assessing all the shit we'd have to do. There, there was this woman, she just sort of appeared in between a shrub and a tree. She had this like wild gray hair and these bib overhauls and a man's cardigan on and she was stroking a black cat. I I'm, I kid you not. And she says to me, she's like, are you going to buy that house? And I go, uh, yeah. And she says, oh, well, you know, it used to be on an Indian campground. And I'm like, oh, oh. You know, wait, she said campground, right? Not burial ground. And then uh, she's like, and my house used to be right there. And I'm like, where? She goes, right there. And she kind of points with the cat, you know, in, in the yard. And I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah, they moved it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So, you know, she was a nice old lady. She would just sit on their porch and stroke her cat. And and then one day I found out that... um she had died. She had had a heart attack, and they called 911, and they had to break down her kitchen door, and, you know. And ever since then, the house has been vacant for, like, years, because I guess, I don't know, the daughters are fighting over it. And she goes, oh, yeah, those daughters. And I'm like, what about them? And she goes, oh, well, you know, one of them tried to poison my sister with a peanut butter sandwich that she put rat poison in. Oh, my God. I said, you know, I heard a story like that from one of my other neighbors, but I thought they were making it up. And she's like, oh, no, it was true. So then we're kind of like done and, you know, I'm showing her the yard and and I'm telling her about the hill. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, what do you I'm like, you know, in my head, I'm like, what do you mean? You know, And she goes, uh, we've driven past this house many times and seen you working on the hill. And I, I kind of don't know whether to be flattered or freaked out, you know. And I go, oh. And she was telling me how they used to play Barbies on the front porch and how much fun they had growing up here, despite the attempted poisoning. And then she tells me that the day that they moved, she was really sad and that she remembers looking out of the back window of the station wagon and saying to herself, you know, someday I'm going to buy this house. I wanted to ask her, like, well, why didn't you? But I thought it would come off too kind of snarky. And, uh, you know, and then she just took a few pictures and 
and left. And I don't know, I guess I felt like, I thought maybe she'd be a little bit more like uh, appreciative of all the hard work we've done. I mean, maybe she was, and she just couldn't bring herself to say it. I don't know. It was very emotional for her. And um, and I felt really kind of weird walking back into the house because I felt like, I felt I looked at that front door and I thought her mother wanted to take it. And I, I felt like, okay, okay, we are just occupying this house you know, for a short period of time. And we've brought it back to what it was, sort of, you know, the staircase. And uh, I think we're just kind of caretakers of it, you know. And when the time comes, we'll just have to pass it on to the next people. And I hope they'll do right by it. But, you know, according to whose standards? Mine? No. Oh, God, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to leave this house. I mean, you know, we've had a little rocky relationship, her and I. And, uh, you know, it started off as a, I don't know. It was a relationship based on pity, which isn't a very good way to begin a relationship, is it? But it's evolved. And now I think we're just sort of, eh, you know, we're, we're on good terms. I just hope it stays that way.